Testament. June 16th, Acts chapter 10, verses 24 through 48. They, Peter and the other believers, arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for him and had called together his relatives and close friends to meet Peter. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell to the floor before him in worship. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm a human being like you. So Cornelius got up, and they talked together and went inside where the others were assembled. Peter told them, You know it is against the Jewish laws for me to come into a Gentile home like this, but God has shown me that I should never think of anyone as impure. So I came as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago, I was praying in my house at three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard, and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send some men to Joppa and summon Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a leather worker who lives near the shore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now here we are, waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God doesn't show partiality. In every nation He accepts those who fear Him and do what is right. I'm sure you've heard about the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened all through Judea, beginning in Galilee after John the Baptist began preaching. And no doubt, you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Israel and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by crucifying him, but God raised him to life three days later. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen beforehand to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained of God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who had heard the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles too. And there could be no doubt about it, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized? now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. There is nothing as powerful as a changed mind. You can change your hair, your clothing, your address, your spouse, your church, your residence. But if you don't change your mind, 
the same experience will perpetuate itself over and over again because everything outwardly changed but nothing inwardly changed. There is nothing as powerful as a changed mind. You see, if you go on a computer, they have on a computer what they call default settings. So whether you're in Microsoft or whatever it is, whatever program it is, or any, any kind of program, it has a default. The default sets in the computer some principles and ideas to which the computer is committed. It does not mean that you can't function outside of the default. It just means that even if you deviate from the default, the computer will automatically take you back to default settings. And if you don't want it to do that, it's more than changing the font, you have to change the default. We change the font. And while we're typing, whatever we type in, this font will appear in this font. And it will appear that it has changed. But it really has not changed. Because the moment you go out and come back in again, it will come back up, back to default. This is how most people live their lives because their default hadn't changed their situation hasn't changed when they're in church they, they can get this going when, when when they're around certain people they can get this going when when you sing certain songs they can get that going when you shout and leap you can get that going but when you go back home you go back to default so you're going back to default over and over again. And certain when you get around certain people, you change. And, and you want to hang around them because as long as you're around them, you feel peace or you feel nice or you feel kind or you feel spiritual or you feel holy. That's not the problem. The problem is when you go back to yourself, you're stuck in the same pattern that you were before and you can't figure out how to break it. You've cried about it, but you keep going back. You've shouted about it, but you keep going back. You, you've even prayed about it, but you keep going back. And you can't figure out how somebody who cried for it and shouted for it and sang about it and started going to church on Sunday. And why does this still keep happening to me? I don't know whose prayer I'm breaking in to but I'm breaking into somebody's prayer saying Lord why do I keep going through the same things over and over again I go to church now I tithe now I shout now I leap now and the Lord sent me here to tell you it's no problem with your sentence the problem is with your default until you change your default you will always go back to being who you were before because you have never changed your mind you change your friends you change your address you change your phone number you change the songs you sing you change everything else but you didn't change your mind there is nothing as powerful as a changed mind